Within the consciousness of each and every one of us resides the eternal and sacred soul. By awakening to our soul and striving to live in alignment with our soul's purpose, we can live extraordinary lives beyond conditioned limitations to pursue a life of healing, intentionality, and connection. Join us, your co-hosts, me, Katrina Slade, and Jennifer Helwing, as we explore and discuss this path of living in alignment with the sacred soul. In this podcast, we endeavor to inspire and empower you through individual and collective healing of the feminine. We are here to honor our oneness, celebrate authenticity, and deepen our connection to our beautiful planet Earth. This is the Sacred Soul Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sacred Soul Podcast. Today, Katrina is going to be sharing a lot of wisdom and information with us about the Akashic Records, what they are, how she accesses them, and as an intuitive, some of the themes that she sees when working with her clients, her process, and also her journey of discovering the Akashic Records and discovering um, her ability to access them. Yes, I'm so happy to be sharing this information today. And I think it's, you know, the Akashic Records is so mystical, like people don't understand what it is, because we're not taught about it. But really, it's this universal um, wisdom and energy that we can all access, or we can all benefit from. Yeah. So how would you, how would you start if somebody has never heard of the Akashic Records before? How would you introduce that to them? Um, I always like to use the metaphor of the cloud. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in our, like in the olden days, they used to call it the tablets of astral light because that's mm. what they use. They use tablets to record information. Today we use the cloud to store, you know, to store our information, our data. So imagine you take a photo, you take a video recording a memory, you it goes into the cloud, right? You you save a file, any of your data that you're creating or producing, it's going into the cloud and people can access that from many areas, right? It's not just so centralized on one computer. It's not just for one person. So yeah, um, I like to think of it as the cloud. Um, a lot of people see it see the Akashic realm as the as a library because again that's where information is stored especially before the digital age so I see it as a library too but really it's an etheric you know intangible realm of energy where it has lots and lots of information about all of our souls lifetimes all of our souls experiences emotions feelings um, from the past and also the future and the now. I mean, everything's in the now, uh, in the spirit realm. So, in, but if I can explain it in a way that we would understand it, I would say it cre- it contains all the information from the past, present, and future of our soul's journey. I love how you explain that and describe that as the cloud. In my mind, I kind of see it as God's library or like the universal library, mm-hmm. and I kind of see it as something that's like just this yeah this universal collection of all this information it's a wonderful a wonderful thing to tap into yeah it's amazing it's very empowering I think when either you can access this information yourself or 
like I do, um, support my clients by accessing their records, um, always with permission, of course, to help them gain clarity in their life, to see things from a higher perspective, to understand what's happening in their lives or their relationships or anything going on. Um, it's very empowering. It's, it's like knowledge is power, right? Yeah. So when you can see the higher perspective of, of your soul's journey, then it's very supportive and empowering. It's a really important part of a person's spiritual awakening journey too, isn't it? Because when you go for a reading and you start to access those things, I think there's a part of you inside that kind of remembers. And so it can kind of trigger that for a person. It can kind of trigger that remembering and that connection with their own soul. And so I think that even people who feel like they're not super spiritual or not super awakened, like they might go for an Akashic Records reading and it might trigger all that to start for them. So I think that's really cool too. Yes. Um, oftentimes I do, when I do readings, I'll say, you know, I'll share what I found out um, because I always have to meditate to access the Akashic realm. So some people can just sit there and like access it in their consciousness while they're while they're sitting there talking to somebody, but I always have to meditate in advance before I meet with a client and I access all of the information that they need that's most supportive for them. And then when I present the information, um, oftentimes there's tears because mm. it's not sad information. It just is striking such a deep chord. It's yes. resonating so deeply with them, even if they didn't know it beforehand consciously. There's, there's an inner knowing that gets activated when yeah. I share um, certain things, you know, with clients and it's very, you know, some people are more emotional than others, but it can be very awakening and activating to even have a reading, let alone accessing it yourself. Yes. Yes, Exactly. So can you tell us a little bit about your own journey of awakening to this Akashic Records idea and realm and sort of your journey of discovering it and connecting yeah. with it and how you've evolved to actually be working as a reader, yeah. Akashic Records reader? I guess my moment of activation was several years ago, my mom was talking to me about my grandmother who had passed about a decade before that. Mm-hmm. And I was never that close with her just because we lived in different parts of the country, but she was a very wise woman. She was very much that like wise crone archetype. And my mom just mentioned offhandedly that my grandmother used to take Akashic Records classes, like back in the day when they would mail order like workbooks and lessons Mm -hmm. and courses through the mail. And she was... um, housewife she had five kids and she would have done more with her life if if she could have but this is that was just the time she lived in um but she would spend her time meditating for hours every day hours (laughs) that shocked me and now I can meditate for hours but at the time I was like oh my god meditating for hours she would astral travel go to different astral realms access the Akashic records and I had I was partially emerging into my spiritual awakening at that time. So I wasn't too like weirded out by that information. You know how some people, when you're 
presented with information that's too far out of your realm of comfort and understanding, you get like scared <laughs> from, yeah. from hearing things. But I had already heard about the Akashic records and I was amazed that my own grandmother did it. And let alone, not only that, but she was psychic. I didn't really realize this, but she was very psychic. And my, my mom ended up telling me some things about my grandmother and how um, she would just know things and she would heal. She's all, she was also an energy healer, but she kept it very private because, uh, you know, she grew up at a time where that was completely not accepted. <laughs> so she just yeah. did it in her own life. She wasn't talking much about it or anything. So I heard about that and something within me said, you can do that too. It's in your blood. It's in your destiny. And so I felt such a yearning to learn more. So I started, you know, this is simultaneously with my spiritual awakening. So at the time I was like, if, I don't know if people listening to this are maybe in the same phase, when you begin to have a spiritual awakening, you're ravenous for information. You're like desperate yeah. to learn. You just want to learn more and more and more. So I was listening to lots and lots of podcasts. I was reading books and I came across a podcast and I heard, um, this person who ended up becoming my teacher, her name's Nikki Novo. And actually, Jen, that's where you and I met in her course. So I started following her and she was, um, you know, posting lots of stuff about all this information that I wanted to learn. And she, she does readings for people and I wanted to do that. I felt such a strong calling within me like basically like a magnet, like being pulled towards um, information and learning. So she was the person that resonated with me and I signed up for her course. It was just a 12 week course, I guess. Was it 12 weeks? Mm -hmm. um, and from that, I learned the methods. And then from there, I felt the an exact same pull to learn energy healing. So I did another course with somebody else. And um, shout out to Mandy and Allison at Soul Star Energy Collective. They were my energy healing teachers. And I've been practicing these methods ever since. And it's it just feels right. It feels like I'm doing what I am meant to be doing. Do you remember the first time that you went into the Akashic Records or the first time that was really significant for you? I don't remember necessarily the first time. Actually, I think I might have been doing it before the course because I was trying to learn before I took the course. I read some books. The first time, like a significant first time I remember in our course, we were looking at past lives and you have mm -hmm. to go into the records, your your personal Akashic Records room for your soul's records because I should clarify for everybody listening. So every soul has their own Akashic Records room. And of course, this is just etheric energy. But when you as like a human are accessing this, this plane of existence, this realm, you see it in a way that makes sense to you. So I see it as, as a library. It looks like a giant temple, like from ancient Greece. That's how it looks to me. But I think that's probably influenced by how I learned it from my teacher. But I go into, I went into my room 
And I, I think the prompting was in this particular week of lessons was um, like, what's something in your life or in your body that's like, doesn't feel right. So um, for me, it was my throat. I always feel lots and lots of tension in my throat, which is like an odd place to feel tension. And so I went into a past life to try and see if there, like, I, I just asked to be shown a past life um, if that was causing this, because there's no reason why it's happening in this lifetime. I don't have a throat issue. There's nothing going on in my throat except for this unexplainable tension when I feel stressed. So I went in and the first past life of mine that I ever saw was, it was very strange because it was a very traumatic life, but as, as me accessing it, I didn't have any emotions. I was very um, neutral and I had a lot of equanimity. So I was seeing a, a lifetime, um, but I wasn't casting any judgment or any I didn't have an emotional reaction what I saw because I saw something very awful. I saw myself as a woman. I felt like I was in India. I was living, I don't know when, because it was a long time ago, but I was standing in front of this big open, like hearth, like fire, like where you would cook food in, where it would warm your home. I felt like I was in the mountainous area and my husband was yelling at me and I suddenly like all at once I had this download. I just, I saw it and I knew everything that she had this person who I had been in a past life. She had had her tongue cut out because she was not obedient enough as a woman. And at the same time, um, you know, her husband cut it out. Um, and that was, I wasn't watching the moment that was happening. Thank God. Cause that would be like a lot, but I was watching her being berated and, you know, verbally abused by her husband. And at the same time I knew about him. He was a man who was like a wounded little boy and, you know, on the inside. And he was conditioned to be this horrible, angry, toxic man because of his upbringing and what he saw in his lifetime and his childhood and in his village. So I had compassion for him and I had compassion for her all at once. Um, and that was the first time I ever saw a past life. And it made, helped me understand that the tension in my throat is a throat chakra issue related to what they call the witch wound, which is when you, um, you know, from past lives, you're carrying this energy of feeling oppressed, feeling tortured, abused, even killed for having a voice, for speaking your truth, for um, maybe practicing intuition or having a connection to the earth. Even a lot of women were getting, um, maybe even still today, um, we're getting really oppressed and abused because of their femininity. So that helped me understand, oh, this is, you know, in my life, this issue is based on past life energy that's still within me. And 
at the time I thought it was just one lifetime, but now I've come to realize there's been many, many, many lifetimes in my soul's journey that have contributed to this feeling. And so, and so having that awareness now, it kind of gives you, like you were saying earlier, it gives you your power back because that awareness gives you that ability to break that cycle and to heal that in this lifetime now. Yes, exactly. It's so powerful and empowering to have this knowledge now, especially um, because I can help heal it and clear it. And this is true for anybody. Um, if there's something going on in your body or in your life and it's like, why is this happening? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. I need to know more. Like I could go into this topic also talking about my womb healing. I mean, I had horrific pain in my womb and my ovaries and it was debilitating. I was vomiting from the pain for months. Um, I would get this pain. And the doctors didn't really do anything for me, even though they tried, they tried to figure it out, but it's unexplainable. Why did this suddenly start happening? And what I have discovered through my intuitive work and through working with other intuitives who have supported me in this journey is it's from past life trauma and it's from my soul's um, contract. So we could get into that too, but I'll talk about the soul contract in a minute, but what I've been able to do is completely heal myself. It's very much a miracle. I'm not, I'm not being exaggerating here. I'm not exaggerating my, my words. It's a complete miracle that I've been able to heal this horrific pain in my womb because I have understood the source of it. I'm not just treating symptoms I'm understanding and treating the source and rewriting. I had to rewrite my soul contract. I had to um, set intentions and lean into the energy that was um, out of, out of balance for me. So I needed to balance my energies better in, in terms of masculine and feminine energies. So that's just for me. So for anybody, if you're listening and, um, there's something in your life that you would, you know, would love to understand at a deeper level or a higher perspective. If you can access the Akashic records, or if you can, you know, do book a reading with somebody like, like me or with another reader who can help you understand, it will be very healing and be very empowering for you. Yeah. Can you tell us more about the soul contracts? Yes. Um, it's very interesting. uh, It's an interesting concept, right? And I think the word contract is sort of scary to us because we're thinking of like lawyers, (laughs) legal stuff, but really it's your plan. It's the plan your soul made based on all of your experiences and your lessons that you've learned in your past lives. There's been many, many lifetime reviews every time you transition to the other side after your body is like done incarnating your soul um, reviews the lifetime and it decides um, if it needs to do anything in the next lifetime, it reviews it with, um, with it. Me to rephrase this. Hang on. Your soul will review after every lifetime, all of the experiences and lessons it's learned. So, and before it incarnates again, 
it um, decides what it needs to experience, who it needs to be with in terms of different types of relationships, who its parents need to be in order for it, you know, in order for the soul to learn the lessons it's meant to learn, to go on the path it's meant to go on. So it's really just a plan. And a lot of people get confused because it sounds like there's no free will, like, oh, there's a one destiny and that's it. If you're talking in terms of like a soul contract, but really it's completely open to your free will. So you can really be on path in your life and be in alignment with your soul purpose in this lifetime, learning the lessons you're meant to be learning, or you can be off path. And there's, I mean, it's not one or the other. There's a whole, you know, you can be in any, any area of the spectrum in between, but you have your free will. So sometimes I think actually often souls will go through a lifetime and not learn the lessons it was meant to learn. So it has to incarnate and repeat certain lessons over and over and over again until, until the lessons are integrated and learned and the soul has evolved and expanded and grown and learned. So yeah. That's, that's exactly how I explain karma to people and a different way of kind of understanding yes. the, the idea of the soul contract. It's like, we are all consciousness experiencing itself, right? And so in the beginning, in the beginning, we have this list, you can think of it like a list of, you know, millions of things that we need to learn or experience, like all these yes. soul lessons. And then each lifetime, you're kind of like checking a few things off the list. Karma is just everything that's left on the list that you haven't learned yet. And so that's what you carry forward into the next life. Okay, so maybe let's backtrack a little bit and just kind of share with the listeners what the process is for connecting with the Akashic Records. And so maybe Katrina, you could start by sharing what your process is and how maybe it's changed over time. Sure, yeah. Like I said, I have to be in meditation, but I don't, like I'm still aware I'm, I'm, I, I like to lay down because I'm more relaxed. If I'm sitting up, my back will start hurting like immediately. <laughs> so I lay down and I cover my eyes. So I'm completely basically blinded in my vision. There's darkness and somehow I can shift my, my focus from my physical reality to my consciousness. And then my consciousness will go into, um, well, into my place. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. I have a place I go to. It's like a garden. My place, I call it Kiyosumi. That's a Japanese word. Um, and it's a beautiful garden. And from there, I'll meet with spirit guides or I'll journey to different um, places. So from there, I go to the Akashic realm. I'll sort of visualize or see myself rising up, 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 up. And I go up above the earth. Even I go all the way up above the earth. And then I sort of visualize and see myself going through a portal <laughs> to, that takes me to the spirit world. And the spirit world to me looks like a planet that's bright white, sparkling white, like diamond within the white light there's also rainbow like this full spectrum of colors even so it's like a color that we don't have here on earth honestly um i go down into the 
you know, I sort of descend down into the, that planet in a way. I don't think it's really a planet. I just see it that way. Um, but really I'm accessing energy. So I'm just accessing an intangible realm of consciousness. And I think some people call it like 7D or you know how they say, oh, 40, 5D. It's the sixth density, right? 6D. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a plane of existence. And oftentimes, well, you know, if I'm doing a reading for a client, I, I am with their, their guide, their guide will come with me. And then I, I sort of land like a superhero in front of the temple that I see as the Akashic Records Library. I go in, there's this being of light who acts as the kind of like a gatekeeper, but also like some people call them the librarian. And to me, it's a feminine energy. I think of her as a she. She sort of has this like golden yellow light. And I ask, I ask for permission to access the room that I'm meant to access based on who I'm reading for. And then I go, and this is just how I learned it, but I see the door as very symbolic. And usually the door looks different based on who I'm reading. It's kind of like a unique imprint of that soul's um, journey all the lifetimes. So sometimes the doors look very like arabesque, like maybe Moroccan style, or sometimes they look futuristic, like it's on a spaceship, or sometimes they look like it's an old ancient door from like biblical times, you know, old rustic. And it just depends, I guess, on that soul's journey. And then I, I go through the door and I'm taken into a room um, and every room looks different based on that soul's um, journey. And I've come to realize that what I'm seeing in the room is like a physical representation of their happy place from a mm -hmm. past life. It's like, oh, that's your happy place. Like I, a couple of times I've seen like Mongolian yurts and it's like, mm -hmm. that's what their room looks like. It looks like the inside of a yurt or sometimes it looks like um, a really grand library in like a Victorian mansion or sometimes it looks like uh, like a marketplace. One time I was like, I was taken to like an old marketplace as if it was in like Turkey or somewhere. And then I went into a little room that was off to the side and it was very small, but it was like, that was that person's place. That's like in that lifetime. So I go into whatever room I'm brought in and then I always see a table where I sit and um, I ask the guide to bring me the books based on what I'm meant to receive. So I always ask my clients beforehand, like, what do you want? Like, what are your questions? What do you want to know? And oftentimes they have, um, it's a struggle for them to come up with questions because maybe they don't even know what they need to know. They just have a curiosity and a yearning to know more. So I'll ask them, what areas of your life do you, you know, would you like clarity in what areas of your life would you like clarity in what areas of your life do you um, seek a higher perspective? Um, sometimes it's about relationships. 
sometimes it's about work, sometimes it's about purpose, you know, so I, I'll, I have those sort of questions or concepts in advance, and then I can ask the guide to bring me, um, I see them as books, right? Cause it's like, it's a library, there's books and that's where the information can be accessed, but really I'm just accessing the energy that is the, like the data, like we send data to the cloud, right? It's just the data of that soul's history. And from there, I can look into past lives. I can look into their soul contract, their purpose. I can look into different potentials, like future potentials. Like some people ask me, well, should I do this or should I do that? And I never give them a definitive answer because it's really their free will. I can't say you should do this or you should do that. Um, what I can do is I can feel into each potential and say, if you do this, this is how it would look and feel. And if you do that, this is how it would look and feel. And then they can, you know, make informed decisions based on that. Um, I can also look at their relationships. For example, some people have difficult relationships with their mothers or their siblings or, or people that are in their life or maybe even their boss. And I can look into what lifetimes they've lived with that person in the past and like the most impactful lifetimes they've lived with that person and why it's happening now. So for example, um, I read a woman who was struggling with her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law was very sort of cold and like almost um, like territorial over the son who was, who was her husband, right? And the woman was like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> Why is this happening? And it, I looked into their past lives together and in the past life, they were sisters, I saw them churning butter on like a deck, like a veranda thing. They were churning butter together in a past life. And instantly I, I had the download where I knew um, in that lifetime, there was a man who they both liked, but he went with one of the, the sister who was in this lifetime, the mother-in-law. And so the person who was the daughter-in-law in that lifetime, the sister, she felt so jealous and so upset that she didn't get the man right and so in this lifetime she has this unspoken unacknowledged maybe unconscious fear of like losing the man to the other woman who's really the mother right so she's sort of territorial over the man um and that can help us understand oh that's why she's feeling that way so I just like the woman who I was reading for said oh, okay so I just need to like send her love and like let her know, maybe not overtly, but like through my actions that I support her and I, you know, I'm supporting them and, and not, it's not a competition for his attention or his energy. Right. Yeah. So I'm not just looking in past lives for fun. Well, a few times people are like, I want to know my past life, this person just for fun. And I'm like, okay, like I'll look up. I always ask to see the most significant lifetimes because there could be many, there's mm -hmm. probably many, many, many. Mm -hmm. um, but in this lifetime, I find it the most helpful to ask to see past lives that are negatively impacting this lifetime. 
So it will show them something that maybe they're not even aware of that it's very empowering and supportive to know. And they can perhaps switch their perspective or have more compassion for somebody or a relationship in their life, or they can just reflect and integrate information that will be helpful for them to stop, you know, engaging in activities or, or whatever that's continuing their wounding. Right. Right. Because sometimes even if a pattern started in a past life, it carries through into this life. And if we're unconscious to it, so if we're not conscious of the overall pattern, we can't really see that from a higher level, we can live from this place of that woundedness, right? And so that can really be continuously reinforced in the present life as the person will continuously say, pick bad relationships or continuously struggle with something and then continuously put themselves in situations where they are reinforcing that struggle. And so when you're able to connect to them with it's almost like a higher perspective of this pattern mm-hmm. showing them that the pattern might have originated from a past life, but it's also been reinforced continuously in yes. this life. It gives them the power and the option to start making changes and start ending those cycles. Yeah. Like when I talk about like when people just want to know their past lives for fun, I, I can do that, but then they hear the information and they just go, Hmm. Okay. Like it's, it's not impactful. The most impactful way is is learning information about past lives that's impacting you today. You can even do positive things, right? Like I've asked, I've asked to see um, past lives where I had gifts or talents that I, that can help support me today. Right. So um, you can, you can ask for, I mean, it's so vast. You can ask to see anything. And, you know, I do want to point out that sometimes they won't, you know, you won't be shown certain things because you're not meant to know. Sometimes I'm blocked from seeing things because it's an infringement on the free will of that person. They're not meant to know. Um, But most of the time there is information um, or I can just kind of ask the question in a different way, right? Like if I ask, should she be with this partner? They're not going to show me there's no answer because it's her free will. So I can ask exactly. a lot of people ask about their partners. <laughs> I can ask how would it look and feel for her if they were together? How would it look and feel for her if they were not together? Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't really love that people are seeking out answers. I think if they're already seeking, like, is this person right for me? They, I feel like they already know the answer if they're already like doubting Cause I feel like if you know, you know, um, yeah, but sometimes they come to a certain age and they're scared. And so they just want to keep whatever partner they happen to have at the time. And so they're trying to get validation, even though they have the doubts in their mind. Um, so that's, that's one way of seeking, you know, information, but I tend to not love going into all of the relationship stuff, like, like romantic relationships. I Mm. like to, um, talk about, you know, your soul contract. What is, what are you meant to learn? How can you be supported? Uh, How can you be in more in alignment? 
I really like the way that you approach everything and approach the questions and approach, you know, with this, with this idea that it's about power. It's about empowerment. It's about information. And then it's also about what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with the information? Right? Because that's really where the cycle breaking happens. That's really where the change happens. You can learn all these things and then say, oh, well, you know, I'm like this because of a past life. And so it's not my fault and I have no responsibility. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You have to do something about it. You have to change. It's giving you the power and that information to then go and make that change and actually break that cycle because now you have the information. It's very powerful. Like I said, I mean, I've mentioned it a million times, but it helped me heal my womb. And I didn't need surgery. I didn't need medication. I mean, a couple of times I really needed pain medication. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. It was awful, but it changed my whole life. But I feel very grateful and lucky that I was able to, um, use the information to stop the problem before it manifested into something even worse. Um, So really it can be Mm life-changing. The knowledge, the wisdom, the higher perspective, and just living more in alignment with your soul's path and purpose in this lifetime. Because, you know, like oftentimes we don't realize it consciously, but in our bodies, we feel like we're something's wrong. Like we're out of alignment. That's why a lot of us feel anxious or like, um, we get panic attacks or we, you know, we're a lot of the emotions we're feeling are sort of red flags. They're like, Oh, Hey, you're, you're not really in alignment right now. Um, yeah. And this, you know, just, accessing the Akasha records or getting a reading really helps you live more in alignment. For our one final question, do you have any tips for somebody about picking someone Mm. to, to do a reading who is aligned with the highest and greatest good? Yes. That's such a good question. I know there's a lot of people out there who are not coming from a pure intention who do, who have developed these skills of like reading the Akashic records and they're um, not using it for the highest good. So I would say find somebody who makes you feel good and not pushy. Like some people are very pushy. Find somebody whose energy really makes you feel good to be around. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, maybe you watch their videos on social media, or maybe you've seen them talk about something, or you've heard them in a podcast, um, find somebody who you feel would be very supportive and not have their own agenda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have their own agenda and then they're trying to get money from you. And that's like, that's the whole reason I don't even like using the word psychic mm-hmm. when I talk about my work. I don't like saying I do psychic readings or I'm psychic because, well, first of all, that doesn't really resonate with me, but also I think there's so many uh, people that have sort of like ruined that word (laughs) with like bad intentions. So just find somebody who really, you, you feel like you could trust, you could trust and you'll know. And if they're pushy, that's a bad sign. 
And same thing with um, when they're actually receiving the readings too, right? They can really be in tune with their body and in tune with their inner knowing and really be feeling within themselves the whole time. Like, does this resonate for me? Is this resonating? And just really checking in with that as well, rather than just accepting everything that a psychic or, or intuitive reader is saying to them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, some people, it strikes a chord and then they'll get emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a sign of truth. Also, like when you get chills or like goosebumps, mm-hmm. that's a sign of your soul is recognizing something very true. Yeah. Um, if somebody tells you something and you're just like, I don't know. Like that's a sign that you can use, you know, use your own discernment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and feel what feels most true, because really, your own discernment is the most important thing you can. Yeah, you can exercise in in these situations. You don't want to give your power away. You want to become more empowered. Yes, yeah, with this information. Yes, thank you so much, Katrina, for sharing all of that beautiful and empowering information. Um, can you share where people can go if they want to work with you? Yes. Um, my website is katrinaslade.com on Instagram. I'm Katrina Slade, artist intuitive, and I have the same name on Facebook. So you can find me in lots of different places and connect with me. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in learning more or connecting more with some of the themes we've discussed, we invite you to join us in our sisterhood containers. They're like women's circles, but they go so much deeper and it's going to be so amazing to connect with each other. So we invite you to find out more at our Instagram. You can find us at Sacred Soul Healing Co. And if you want to connect more with me and learn more about what I offer, you can find me on Instagram, Katrina Slade Artist Intuitive or katrinaslade.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and how we can work together, I empower people to heal their own wounds and rise into their soul's true calling. You can find me at moonpathwellness.com or at wellnesswithjen on Instagram. Thanks for listening.